You're listening to the Hardcore Honeys Podcast, starring your hosts, the snarky, the sassy, and the pretty Jade Auxiliary Things Johnson, the all-knowing, the all-wise Shay Vassar, and the man in the middle, Mr. TJ. And here's the show. Hey, honeys and hunks. Got a new episode of HCH Hardcore Honeys jumping in today. We are right at the cusp of a brand new and exciting season. Jade, the preseason started last night with a handful of games. Uh, were you able to catch any of them? I was not, and I'm a little bit annoyed about it, but I was revamping our payroll, and I just wanted to get it done so I can be free tonight because the Raptors' first preseason game is tonight. Shea, were you able to catch any of the games? I mean, the Knicks were having a game right in New York there. They roked it pretty well, but were you able to do any of that? I am not going to lie. I definitely thought preseason started today, so <laughs> I did not know there was games <laughs> last night because my OKC is today, so I don't, I don't know. So we all have our first games today. Do you guys know who your teams are playing for? Charlotte. Charlotte, San okay. San Antonio, okay. Well, this week's episode is all about big name stars acting like uber divas, like right out of Orange County Housewives. Uh, a lot of finger pointing, there's a lot of complaining, and some more crazy contract sizes. So we're going to see some of the best players acting like the worst so let's go thank you for listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here okay so jade with the antics of harden right now how much is this gonna hurt his trade stock it's not a good look it's definitely not a good look. He already isn't easy to trade based on a limited play style and a really big contract. So it's already not an easy move. Just the fact that they haven't been able to trade him when he's a perennial MVP candidate tells you that this was already not an easy trade. And then in terms of the way he's behaving, I always think of it like, the reason I would never date a guy who starts things up with me while he's with someone else, because if he does it to someone else, he'll do it to me. And that's kind of how I think front offices must be looking at Harden now. Like Houston has been devoted to him for a lot of years and now he's behaving the way that he is. Why would another front office want to take that on knowing that there's a potential if he's not happy, it's going to cause this whole big distracting mess. I, I wouldn't want to. Shay, if you're the front office for Houston, do you try to appease where the options that he wants to go? Or do you trade him to like a team like Cleveland or Chicago where he's not going to get much? Because they're going to keep it in the Eastern Conference with the trade. What I would think- you do? I think you just trade him to whoever will take him because Harden might have the want for that, but do those teams want him? Because, yeah, right now it might be either you are traded to a team like Cleveland or you stay in Houston for another year. Like, that could be your options, dude. That could be it. And then, Jade, do you think that the front office should appease him or trade him to wherever just so he can get the best option? Well, I think the bigger question there is, is trading Harden wherever good for your franchise? 
Is it worse for your franchise to keep him unhappy and just wait and see until the trade deadline or the off season or appease him and get nothing back for him? Like I get why they would be hesitant from a business standpoint. I think it's more harm to move him and get nothing for him than it is to deal with a salty James Harden. Yeah. A salty James Harden's the absolute worst. Shay, is Harden worth the stress? Oh no, no, not at all. He's no not hesitation. Yeah, like I feel like this is my heyday because I've been saying I don't like Harden for years, and people were like, "Oh, but this and this and this number and da 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 da," and I'm like, Mm-mm. "No, I don't like him. I don't like his attitude. I don't think he's a good guy. I don't think he's as consistent with his numbers, and he's not a well-rounded player. Like no team should want to build around that." And then. You know, even non-Houston fans or people who were still fans of him for some reason from his days at OKC would, would stick up for him. And I just, I've never been on that boat. So to see this kind of thing happen, like, of course, I don't want to see players turn into complete brats. But I don't want to say I told you so, but I kind of did. So Is the money getting to him? I'm going to ask this for both of you, but is the money getting to him, Jade? I would have to say, I don't know. Because I don't know him as a person, but I definitely see a similar thing that I see in KD, where he's a bit of a mama's boy, obviously. Because once again, we have his mama going on social media to call everybody out about the criticism. And that floors me every time it happens. Like if my parents ever went on social media to defend me, I would want (laughs) the ground to open up and swallow me. I would be mortified. So like, I don't understand these adult men who are okay with their mothers going on social media to defend them. That just seems like a punk ass move. Yeah. Like it, it just it's not a good look for these guys. I don't I don't like it. I don't get it, but it tells me something about them. So I wonder if it's a combination of the money, if it's a combination of not having had somebody to make them grow up or keep them grounded or something. There's definitely something. I don't know if it's the money per se, because if it was the money, like there's lots of other people in the NBA and over history that should be having similar issues. So I feel like it has to be the money and something else. Shay, what about you with that? Oh yeah. I, I mean, money is always going to turn like even like the sweetest people, or I should say it has the potential to turn the sweetest people into monsters. And I mean, these guys are dealing with not just like thousands of dollars, like millions. And especially when they are kind of treated like superheroes by the media, which is something we've seen from James Harden, or I should say towards James Harden, like he is some godsend, like he's going to get a bigger head. And, you know, of course, like not every guy who has a good relationship with their mom is a mama's boy there is definitely a difference and these mama's boys are different because they've never had their mama tell them that they are not anything i have mommy issues so i've kind of had the opposite where i've had my mom basically tell me i am not shit and these guys have their moms like worshiping their feet and i'm like no you need your mom to slap you sometimes like you know, I'm obviously child abuse, not my thing. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it, the reason I am the way I am today, and usually pretty humble, 
uh, but yet still confident is because of my mom and not worshiping the ground I walk on. So there was that. I think there's some family dynamics there. And like Jade said, there's some similarities to Katie for sure. Similarities to Katie. Ooh, I mean, they were teammates. Who knows? Maybe it rubbed off on each other. Jade, he's got a couple options that he said. He wants to go either to Philly, go to Brooklyn. He put the Bucks on his list. And then he's also got Miami. Say he goes to one of those said teams. Are they going to get a title? No, because I don't think James Harden's ever winning a title. And I don't think any of those teams are dumb enough to take him on. Well, okay, I shouldn't say that. The Sixers might be dumb enough to, to wade into that pool. Um, but that. There's, no way Miami, <laughs> there's no way Miami with their culture is taking on James Harden. There's no way the Bucks with Giannis is going to bring in a ball stopper when you've got Giannis to play with. That's not happening. And Houston has come out and said, we're not entertaining any trade with the Nets that doesn't include Kyrie and KD. So that's not happening either. And they're is not that, moving. Is that hardballing though? I don't think so. Because remember, we had Parker on when we had our Houston episode a couple weeks ago. And that was one of the points that he made was Houston is never going to trade a superstar for not a superstar in return. You don't think, yeah, picks forever would do it for this one. Uh, <laughs> okay, Pull thunder. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. Shay, which place fits Harden the best then? Oh, nowhere. I don't know. Um, I could see maybe the Sixers, like just because I don't really know what's going on there. I mean, I also like there's some of the other teams going on right now, which I know you said that they are wanting to stay in the East, but why wouldn't they move him to the West? Because they wouldn't have to compete against them. Oh, I mean, true. But, like, you're telling me that a lazy James Harden going to, like, Detroit would be, like, competition? <laughs> I would love to see him in, Detroit's like, a middle-of-the-world Detroit's, Detroit. Detroit. Detroit's Eastern, though. Are they? Yeah, yeah right? but that's you said what I you mean. Wanted to move, they should move west. It's, like... But that's what I mean is like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Jeremy Grant is there now, which I think is a great like supporting role on a team. I don't want him at the Pistons because I feel like he doesn't have really a team to support. So I don't know if he'll be useful. But like if you threw Harden in that mess, like it would just be more mess. So, it, you know, I think of some of the other teams, you know, that's like even in in the East, it would just be more mess if if he was to go in. But even like like Jade said, I mean, the Heat have like a thing going on because there was like rumors that, you know, maybe it was like him for hero. And there was a lot of Miami fans that were like, no, no, no. And I saw on Twitter where people were saying there's no way that hero is better than James Harden. And I was like, I don't think that's the conversation that they're talking about. I think it's because they don't want Harden on their team. No. And hero fits. That's a different conversation. I'm learning that there's a fundamental difference, which is not surprising, but the fundamental difference in the way women approach sports to the way men approach sports is men are happy to talk about the numbers as if it's the only story. Not all men, but overall, collectively, that seems yeah. to be the, the thing that I notice. And it's not just about numbers, especially when you have a team like Miami that has a legitimate culture. Like we're talking about a team that sends guys home from training camp because they don't show up correct. That's right. not a team that's just going to take anybody on because they score lots of points. Especially a guy who goes to 
Vegas and is like pictured in strip clubs during not only a global pandemic, but on his first day of work. Gotta love it. Yeah. Setting the standards for everyone with that. <laughs> um, is Harden going to be in the class of ringless greats, Shay? I mean, if he keeps this act up, yeah, because he doesn't have enough going for him at this moment to be acting the way he like it's too early for this he's acting you know this way like he's already made it to a championship once before like not even just just made it like you know what i mean like it, and that to me blows my mind because it's like this is the kind of thing that we expect from someone who like has actually tasted what victory is like before and like has a reason to kind of yeah, I mean, stuff themselves with with things that help them forget that they lost like the finals. Harden hasn't even made it that far. I mean, it's just like it's so frustrating because it just he's he's not at a point where he's like even he still has potential, but now he's just like wasting it. Interesting thing for me is like if you look at this big picture, Houston did not do Harden any favors in yep. allowing him to be stuck in his style, getting the coach that was happy to just run everything through him because now he's too limited to be a fit anywhere else, right? Very he's good. too limited in his play style to go and mentor young developing players. He's too quiet to be a leader on a team, which is a difficult thing when you're going to be the scoring leader, but you don't have the personality to be the leadership leader that's a difficult spot to be in. And I feel like because he wasn't required to, and he didn't take it upon himself to become a more versatile player. That's part of why the situation is developing the way he is, because there isn't a good place to move him. There just isn't. Switching gears now to uh, Paul George with his ridiculous four year extra $190 million dollars. By the time this contract is up, including the contract from this past season, it'll be $226 million. Jade, is he worth that much cash? That's a hard no. Like, he's not right now. I mean, if, if he was more like the Indiana version of Paul George, if, if that's the Paul George we had seen this past season, absolutely pay him. I don't understand paying him that money now on a team that imploded on itself in part because of the preferential treatment he needed. And he didn't show up when it was important. Like this is a team where people called them to be the winner of the finals last season. And I didn't think that was an insane call, you know, like, no one's going to come back and be like, oh, that was, a, that was a bad take. No, that was a decent call based on what was going on. And then what happened happened. And why are you paying him? That? Like, I just don't understand that money now. What are you investing in? Because he hasn't shown that he's worth it for your team if you're the Clippers front office. So, like, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall in those conversations because I would either know one of two things. Either that the Clippers front office is completely inept or they know something that I don't. 
Shay, as a person that had him and then lost him within like a season, will he last that remaining four years in LA? I mean, I don't know who's going to take on his contract. I think that's the hard part. Not only does the amount just not seem worth what you're getting, this now makes him hard to move if you no longer find a fit for him on the Clippers, which is Mm -hmm. somewhat bound to happen. It's somewhat likely to happen at this point because, you know, they're going through like a minor rebuild in some ways where they're like mixing around like their coach and, and some of their like bench players and whatever. It's like a minor thing, right? Because they're banking on the fact that Kawhi and Paul George can get it together. But Paul George should be the first one that you move if that's not clicking. But now, are you going to even be able to move that guy? Like, I mean, that's just such a huge, huge contract to try to trade. And that just is really, really not smart. I mean, that's kind of... There is another angle. Ooh. Well, then let's hear that. My roommate came across and shared with me, and I was like, okay, that's a really good point. We have to keep in mind that the Clippers traded... Shig Gilgis Alexander and Danilo Gallinari, who both had breakout seasons after they were moved, and five first-round draft picks and the rights to swap two other first-round draft picks to get Paul George. So they can't afford for him to walk in free agency if they don't mm. extend him because then they mortgage their future on a star that is also gone. So kind of the only way to make sure that doesn't happen is to overpay him to stay before free agency happens at the end of the season. That's a good point. Well, then that actually, I'll throw this question at you, Jade. Did the Clippers waste their cap space then? Sure, they sure did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard yes. <laughs> Would you compare this contract to like the John Wall contract where it was just like, wait a minute, what? And then he ended up like not playing for almost two full seasons. I, I don't think I would just because that at least wasn't his fault. You know, like getting injured would have not been the way he wanted to go. Um, And with Paul George not having a good performance and not taking responsibility for that, I think Paul George's situation is a lot worse. All right, I'll I'll flip it. Um, Andrew Wiggins' contract. (laughs) (laughs) That was a max contract. That was a max contract, for sure. And even even then, I mean, Andrew Wiggins was younger. He probably had more potential upside at the time that that contract was signed. Was it, was Wiggins picked first or second overall? I can't remember. First, and then Jabari Parker. First. Okay, so like, yeah, like I I kind of understand a little bit, and that happens sometimes with younger players that they don't work out. But like, let's be real. Paul George hasn't shown up in the playoffs since he was in Indiana. No, I know that right? fact. Yeah, I was going to so, say, Shay probably knows that firsthand. <laughs> yeah. So after all of these years of consistently not being able to show up in the playoffs, this to me is worse than the Wiggins contract as well. Wow. Okay. Well, that is a hot take that when I send this to some Timberwolves pages, they might disagree with you on that one. Shay, if you are Kawhi and you see that contract, and especially how Paul George has been performing, do you get mad about that? I mean, at this point, I feel like I don't even know who Kawhi Leonard is anymore because 
you know, he was like in my head, like super chill, whatever. But then hearing about these, whatever ridiculous, I live in San Diego, right? And I'm going to drive to practice late. That really hit me recently, just like the things that he was requesting. I get that, like, at some level, because as we've stated in the past, like, if you're a basketball player, like, your body, your health is your insurance on a, like, long career. So you need to ensure that. However, if you're allowing some players to do it and not others, that's a little odd because, yeah, Kawhi might be the superstar, but other guys are out there every single night on the court or doing what they have to do. Um, So why don't they get breaks between games why can't they live where they want in the state of california and so if i was Kawhi, i would probably be mad because i just seems like Kawhi is just a totally different person than i originally thought he was where he is probably mad about this but also somehow Kawhi is still agreeing to play with paul george even though i could have sworn they were going to be done so after the clippers got eliminated i really thought that one or both of them was going to be going elsewhere And then all of a sudden, they're, like, releasing that video with their city jerseys, which are the exact same ones as last year. And they're like, hey, this is so cool. Let me show my friend Paul. Oh, yeah, here's my friend Kawhi. And I'm like, what? These guys are not friends at all. (laughs) So I'm very confused by the whole dynamic. I'm confused because I don't know who Kawhi is. And, yeah, that's that. Okay. Well, that's solid with that with pg there we tore that one a good one just like the gordon hayward stuff now to another superstar diva who's always saying outlandish things Kyrie just said he's not talking to the media anymore as he's talking to the media um (laughs) jade is this a publicity stunt or do you think Kyrie is going to follow through with not talking I have so much to say about this, so I'm going to try and be succinct, but I'm not making any promises. I'll start with answering your question. I think he intends to go through with it 100%, but I have a lot of very big objections to this, specifically responding to people who say it's ridiculous that they're contractually obligated to talk to the media. Yeah, talking to you, Parker. Here's what I have to say to that. A few simple questions. Question number one. Is Kyrie Irving a grown-ass man? Yes. Yes, he is. (laughs) No, he ain't. Question number two. (laughs) Question number two. Did he sign the contract of his own free will? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Was he under duress? Did someone have a gun to his head? Nope. He signed the contract. So anybody who says to me he should not be contractually obligated is full of crap because he signed the contract. Nobody made him sign it. He accepted it as part of his job. So he shouldn't be able to get out of it just because he decides he doesn't want to. Part two of this is once again, we have a man child being a man child in the NBA because the issue is not the media. The issue is that Kyrie has no ability to see in the future how the things that come out of his mouth might be received. He says the things. The things are crazy. This is a Kyrie problem. It's not a media problem. If it was a media problem, every NBA player would be having the same problems all the time. Does that happen? No. Kyrie has these problems all the time because he says stuff he shouldn't say. So 
this is a familiar thing to me because it's a, it's an issue I had with my ex where rather than develop new skills, he would just say, oh, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. And it was never realistic. It wasn't things that he could stick to. What he needed was develop more self-awareness, more self-control, personal development. But because Kyrie thinks he's already like this incredible human being. And yeah, philanthropically he is. He gives to a lot of great causes. But in terms of just the way he carries himself, the things he says, the things he thinks it's okay to say and not be judged about, like, no, you said the earth was flat. You said you're not going to have a head coach. You compared yourself to Martin Luther King. Like, you said all that stuff. So you need to own it. And rather than violate the terms of your contract, you should learn how to be a bigger person. Shay, how will the Nets organization take it if he continues on? Because they've already been fined too, as well as Kyrie. So how are they gonna are they gonna be able to be like, okay, we're gonna let him do it because he's one of our superstars? Or are they gonna smack him around being like, stop it? I mean, I think they're gonna have to at some point because like Jade said, like he does a lot for organizations, and yes, he has said a lot of not very bright things, but that's where I'm just really confused why exactly his media blackout thing is going on. Because a lot of times with media blackouts, like specifically I'm thinking of, there was paparazzi pictures of Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield when they were dating. And whenever they would carry around like signs that had different um, like organizations on them. So when they would see paparazzi, they'd put that over their face so that when the paparazzi took a picture, it wasn't like, here's what Emma Stone's wearing. It was more about like, hey, we're telling you how to feed like hungry children. And that for a while was like a big story because it was getting the word out there. So usually celebrities or people that have a platform use a some sort of media blackout or whatever, but they exploit their popularity to bring attention to an issue. So why is Kyrie doing this exactly? Like. If you're trying to make a statement, I'm just confused what your statement is. Like that the media sucks because yeah, the media does suck. I am not only in sports media, I'm in film media and yeah, it sucks. I get it. But there are good people within the media that are not exploiting your stories or care about the stuff you say that they really just want to report your game or feel, you know, ask what you felt on the court and stuff. And if that's really so bad that you need to break whatever contract you agreed to, then you can just say it was fine. That's so easy. A two answer, two word answer at the end of the game. That's it. But the fact that you are being quiet and not letting anyone know exactly what's going on and then calling us all pawns is very confusing because I just want to know what you want. I can't respect you if I don't know what you want. If you're not telling me what you want right now, you just kind of look like an idiot because you're basically saying I signed a contract and now I don't want to do it. Okay, well then get a lawyer and break your contract. But you're not doing that either. So I'm just like really confused what you want, Kyrie. That's my word to Kyrie. It sounds like a whining significant other where they're like, I'm mad at you. Why? Will you figure it out? It's like, what? What's, no, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> like, thank you for telling me, but... Kyrie didn't look at the terms and agreements clause when he clicked, I accept it all. Jade, will Kyrie's antics affect the team on the court? 
or is this sideshow just going to be able to stay on the sidelines? Well, did Kyrie's antics affect Boston? Sure did. Did they affect the Nets last year, even though he didn't play that much? Sure did. So I don't see any way it doesn't continue. The only the only place Kyrie's ever played where it didn't affect anything was when he was playing with LeBron. And yeah. it's LeBron. You don't do that shit when you're on a team with LeBron. You're going to hear it. Like, that's unacceptable. And I think LeBron is such an alpha that you don't even think to do it. Like, you know, like for me growing up, there were certain things that I would never even consider doing because I knew I was going to be in so much trouble. Like, it just wasn't even worth it. And I think on a LeBron team, that's kind of how it is. There's there's very little drama on LeBron James teams because you know who's in charge. You know he's holding you accountable. You know what he expects of you. And anywhere Kyrie's been that didn't have LeBron, it's been the same story. So I don't see any reason to think it's going to change now. Speaking of LeBron there with that, uh, did how did you take when LeBron his remarks when Kyrie said uh, Kevin Durant was the best like closer he's ever played with. Did you believe that Jade? That's a difficult one for me because I believe that everybody has a right to their opinion. And obviously that was Kyrie's opinion. But again, this is a situation of have some awareness, Kyrie. Like you don't have to share everything. You don't have to tell everybody everything that comes into your head and like answering that question might have been one of those times when it would have been better just to be like, no comment. Just don't talk. Don't talk. Shay, how does Steve Nash, a first year coach, deal with these kind of distractions? Because this is unfortunate for him. I am a little worried. The fact that the antics are starting this soon for such like, like, Steve Nash is like a teddy bear. Like, how is he going to deal with this? I mean, and they're really trying to push Brooklyn into loving Steve Nash, which, again, is so easy. Like, it's Steve Nash. It's, again, because you have two superstars that have such weird reputations that Brooklyn people are like, what? But I had to take the subway the other day, and I had heard, like, the tail end of an announcement, but, like, most public transport, I, like, tune it out, but I was like, that's such a like why they get this random like voice actor to do this like wear your mask while you take the MTA and so when I got off the train at the the other station the one I was going to the voice started again and it, it was like it's Steve Nash coach of the Brooklyn Nets and I was like what Steve Nash is doing MTA announcements now. It was the weirdest thing in my life. Like I like giggled out loud and probably looked like a crazy person to others around me because I was just like, why is Steve Nash making MTA announcements? So the fact that like, he's obviously like the sweetheart that they're trying to get Brooklyn to be okay with. And like Brooklyn people are hard, like, like both in personality and to impress, but Steve Nash is easy to sell. But then when you see what's going on with Kyrie and stuff, it's, I'm just like, there's no way that this like baby face Steve Nash is going to be able to, to handle because so far we haven't gotten a peep out of KD. So what's going to happen when KD starts doing the same kind of antics? Because that's also what I keep thinking is if Kyrie's not going to be talking to the media, does that mean KD is going to be talking to the media more? Because no one wants that. I don't want to hear him. Including talking. KD. Including, including KD. KD. 
Oh, what a mess. I'm so excited to live so close to it all, though. You'll see Barclays Center just on fire, and then everyone's <laughs> going to be like, it's fine. It's literally like that good. hound drinking the coffee, and like, yeah. that's, that's going to be Steve Nash. Uh, Jade, is Steve Nash going to rely heavily on Dan Tony? Uh, just because Dan Tony's a veteran coach and he's coached James Harden the past few years. So he kind of knows how to deal with crazy. I think that's probably the theory, but I still don't know if it's enough. I'm not convinced that Dan Tony's presence will be enough to rein in the herd of cats that is Kyrie Irving and Katie. Like, I just don't think it's enough. And then on top of that, you don't know if they're going to play well together. You know, right. it's another one of those situations where you go, they're both great individual players. They're going to be awesome. I saw a few different of the NBA media talking heads, the national guys talking about this this week, like the past few days. And I'm like, okay, we thought this was going to happen with the Clippers. Have we learned nothing that it is not a given that because two buddies want to play together, they're going to be awesome. Like, do we have super short-term memory? Are we just deciding that that's an anomaly? Like, how is this not pertinent information that it right. didn't work with the Clippers? So that means there's every chance it's not going to work with the Nets. How is that not part of the conversation? I don't understand that. So again, I don't know that any coaching. Okay, I won't say that. The one coach that I think could herd the cats in this situation is Pop. He's the only coach I think that could do it. He's the OG. He is. Yep. Yeah. He's he's oh or he's Pat Riley if he was still coaching, but he's not. You know, like he slicks back his hair while he's got a g giant diamond like pinky ring, just like that's what I'm back. saying. Like even Kyrie and KD wouldn't mess with him. I don't think you're gonna be swimming with the fishes if you don't agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> We did a solid job at hitting up some of the topics that are surrounding these diva stars, man, children. Here in rants of Kyrie, the overall doubt with the Paul George contract, and James Harden acting like an overall tool. <laughs> um, but before we go into the fast break today, um, it is presented by PropMe. Uh, PropMe is a social wagering platform catered to the everyday sports fan. It has a peer-to-peer -peer betting marketplace for social wagering. It's an all-sports betting platform that includes eSports. A company that leads in social wagering innovation, join PropMe on the Google Play Store or Apple App Store today. Sign up and join the movement. Okay, so time for the fast break where I ask three questions that Jade and Shay have no prior knowledge to, and I'm going to hear their supposed quick responses, but that usually does not happen. Okay, so first question, I'll start with you, Jade. Um, with all the money behind Kawhi and Paul George, will the Clippers be able to bring cheap good fets like LeBron and AD did in uh, L.A.? No, or not not top caliber like LeBron and AD. I think they might be able to get some mid-tier guys who are, you know, moving from smaller markets or, you know, less friendly climates to come there. But top tier, they don't have the money for it. So Shay, I'm going to throw that. Do they have the capabilities to get those cheap, good vets? No, because they gave all their money elsewhere. 
Not even on those vet minimums that are only like for like $2 million. I mean, I just don't even know what. Wow. Sorry. My Oklahoma accent came out with that. No. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay. I'm back. Uh, what, which vets? I just, I feel like a lot of the vets right now are kind of taken or are, are a solid addition to the teams that are, are happening elsewhere. So I don't know. I just like, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, like some probably, probably decent vets. But when I think of like vets, I'm thinking of people who are already kind of like taken care of or claimed. Shay, next question. Will, if say Harden hypothetically gets a title joining one of those teams he wants to go to, who will get more scrutiny? Harden's title or Kevin Durant's title? Oh, I still think Kevin Durant's. Still I think- mean, yeah, just the, the controversy of him leaving and then like he didn't just leave for any team. He left for the team that was already a champion. So the fact that they won another championship, it's like, okay, they probably didn't even need you to do that again, but it was kind of nice that you were there, but then you kind of left your old teammates in the dust. So that sucks. I mean, if, if James Harden like goes and wins, at least he did it elsewhere. Uh, Katie, it was like, I, Part of me just wonders if Golden State would have won, whether or not Katie was there or not. <laughs> okay, so that's a response coming from an OKC fan having <laughs> a possible bitter feelings towards that. Um, yeah. Jade, you you have no prior connection really to this. Um, uh, what about you? No connections, and I dislike both Katie and Harden equally. So it, it's a hard. It, that's a hard question for me. I think. For me, I'm pretty indifferent to both of them, so it'd be like whatevs. I think for NBA fans in general, KD is always going to be the biggest kind of sucker move like in the history of the NBA. <laughs> you know, um, for Harden, I think it's going to be more of happy that he actually got one somewhere. I I, I just I just feel like he's going to get a lot less scrutiny um, because he did try for so so long in Houston and Houston didn't build around him the way that they should have and you know he didn't get fed up with it until they moved all of his favorite front office people and his coach so like as much as I I disagree with the way Harden is behaving I understand that he has a reason to be upset I don't think he's handling it well but I get why he's upset so I think because of those few things KD's is always going to be like Really? That's how you did it? Okay, fine. <laughs> Last question for the day. It's going to be another like team thing. Uh, so going to have an all-time LeBron team going against an all-time Kobe team. So these players are all in their prime with the Lakers. So Team LeBron is would be Kyrie, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, Chris Bosh, and um, AD, Anthony Davis, versus on Team Kobe, Kobe, Lamar Odom in his prime there, Eddie Jones, which he was in the 90s, but he was the definition of the two-way guard, and he was an all-star, and then arguably one of the most dominant guys in Shaquille O'Neal. Jade, who's going to win that in a one game? I've only got four for team. I only got four for team Kobe. Kobe, Kobe, Odin. Odom, Eddie Jones, Jones. Shaq, and then uh, Pau Gasol. Oh. Gasol. Okay. Um... That's hard. I think I got to give it to Team LeBron. Team LeBron. I think just overall, that's such a dominant lineup. I mean, Kyrie is one of the best ball handlers to play the game. 
D Wade, you know, got it done before Braun even came to Miami. Braun, of course, Bosch and AD. Like, yeah, that's just I think that I think that team just has too much firepower to beat. Okay. Um, Shay, how about you? Kobe, LeBron. Well, I'm gonna go the opposite and say Kobe, mostly because the chemistry between like Gasol and Kobe. When Shaq and Kobe played well together, it was, like, dynamite. And I know that this is all on their prime, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like the chemistry of that team works better overall. And if you don't have chemistry, as we are learning with the Clippers, I feel like you don't have anything. So, yeah. I mean, this is a really hard, like, this is really hard. I don't want it to sound like I, I like, easily picked that. But when, when Jade said LeBron, I was like, I'm definitely going that way. Because I had already kind of thought it, and then I, I like being different too. So, oh, finally, we have a debate instead of you two <laughs> agreeing with each other. Good lord, finally, some we actually have some kind of Sorry, difficult I don't debate. I eat with her though, Be like, I yeah, I'm free too. Okay, <laughs> um, I guess we'll go on. Um, today has been fun, we've had somewhat chatty debates, uh, we got some laughs, um, in usual random side discussions that we've always had to rally back from before we do our final sign off today uh don't forget to follow us on facebook at hardcourt honeys on twitter at hc honeys also our brand 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 new instagram page that shay has been doing and has been killing it at hardcourt honeys and then also of course you can Find us on a bunch of other great podcasts and content at Belly Up Sports. Check us out on Collide on opening day because we will be having a viewing party. Game is still to be determined, but be on the lookout with that. Another thing you can be looking out for is the Battle of the Sexes LeBron debate over All-Star Break that Thursday on our live stream where Shay and Jade will be anti-LeBron, surprise, surprise. And then we'll find two gentlemen from our Hoops chat on Slack, and we'll see them see their pro-LeBron stance. One last thing, Jade has something special coming up soon, so be on the lookout for that. And on that note, adios amigas y amigos. Adios.